You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You want the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now. Here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Welcome back to the show. This is Faraz Sadiqi. We're talking wide receivers. We're talking tight ends going into week 15. And guys, welcome Steve Rippin to the show, everybody. All right. He runs the Fantasy Guides Instagram page. Uh, over 125,000 followers over there. Nice little thriving community that he has going on over there. He has some great, great content. Uh, very good fantasy a- analyst and uh, very good friend as well uh, in real life. Definitely. Um, he uh, he joins us today to talk wide receivers, talk tight ends, going into the first week of the fantasy playoffs. Steve, welcome back. Thanks, buddy. I, I love coming on here. I'm, I'm sorry I could not make it last week. The wife's birthday landed on your podcast day last week, and I just could not make it. <laughs> so my my apologies, but it's probably better <laughs> that I was able to spend uh, the day with her. I, I I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Uh if I had to think about it, if I, the chances are it wasn't pro- it was probably not that great. Um but thanks for joining, buddy. Um we're gonna get into some news here. We're gonna go over uh those positions as well. Uh so real quick, Josh Jacobs, he hasn't pride this all week, right? So I it doesn't seem like he's going to play tonight. You kind of never know. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he's like a surprise active tonight, but it's looking less and less likely as we get closer to the game. Uh, last week, when uh, who who was it that wasn't supposed to play, and then he ended up playing on Thursday night? It was um, it was some running back. I forget who it was. Well, let's see, it was it was Pittsburgh versus. Uh, oh, it was Najee Najee Harris. That's who it was. Okay. So Najee Harris, he didn't practice all all week. Up until the Thursday night game, um, and then Thursday morning, Tom Pelissero reported that he was good to go. But we didn't get that type of report today. So my guess is that Jacobs is going to be inactive. And if he is, I think Zamir White, like if you're in need, you know, of a running back, I would probably play Zamir White. I think he's like a like a borderline RB2. I have him outside my top 24 this week. Uh, but I think this is going to be a neutral game script at worst for the Raiders, right? You look at the other side of the ball, right? Justin Herbert's not there. And even if Justin Herbert was there, <laughs> this probably would have been a competitive division game anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, if you're in a pinch, like Zamir White can go on my lineup, right? I think so. I, I think that this is a good enough matchup. Um, I get a little nervous that maybe Abdullah gets used a little bit in this one, but I, I'm not going to overthink it too much because um, I know there's a lot of people asking me, because I did recommend picking him up to a few people that have like Aaron Jones or something. Are you thinking you would start him over uh, over waiting on Aaron Jones? 
this week. Yeah, I think so. Because even if I do wait on Aaron Jones, I just don't know. Even if he's active, I don't even know what that means. Uh, when I don't know if he's going to be better than, than White might be. You know, hundred percent. How much work is he going to get? You know, we've seen him be active but limited. You know, it took weeks before his head coach was finally like, "All right, it's time to unleash him." Right, but it took yeah. weeks for that to happen. Um, at this point, we're at week fifteen. I don't know if it's ever going to happen for Aaron Jones. I'm not holding my breath. Um, you know, I need I need to see it first. Like, let's say this week, you know, he gets his fifteen to eighteen touches, whatever it is. Okay, boom, week sixteen, I'm back in. But until then, you know, I'm really, yeah. really tempering expectations on someone like him. Yep. Um, all right, a little bit of a surprise. Keenan Allen not playing tonight against the Raiders with a heel injury. Um, not something that we expected. Not the way to kick off the fantasy playoffs. Um, <laughs> dude, like no. in, in my post, in, in my Keenan Allen I, I post, uh, you know, for him being out, man, you should see the comments, dude. Grim. It's grim. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> people are That's so, you know, they're just like, it's over. It's over. Well, and it, it, it just kept getting worse. <laughs> it was like, oh, no. Like, is uh, Herbert going to be 100%, you know, when they play? Right. And then it was, Oh, Herbert's out for the year. Oh, God, is he going to be okay with this backup quarterback? And then it's like, oh, no, he's out. <laughs> he's fully Josh out. Jacobs. So, Josh Jacobs uh, possibly out. Obviously, Herbert's out for the season. And then Keenan Allen's definitely out tonight. Um, heel injury, who knows if he'll be back this season. I hope so, man. I hope so. Because I think yeah. he could be okay with Easton Stick. Solid wide receiver, too, you know, at the worst. Um, and, and a lot of teams that drafted him probably are in the playoffs. Because they got yeah. him at a really good value, and he crushed it this year. Thousand percent, man. Um, I have yeah. a feeling that Keenan Allen would be playing if Justin Herbert was playing, but that, that's, that's just that's just me. Um, yeah. you know, so you know, with that loss, right? Quentin Johnston, right? He caught that long ball from Easton Stick last week. I, I still don't trust them. You know, this is the fantasy no. playoffs, right? And Josh Palmer too, like first week back, like we have no idea what he's going to look like with with Easton Stick. You know. He was someone that I liked and was stashing because I think Justin Herbert propped him up into like, you know, being very fantasy relevant. But without Herbert, like, I, I don't think I want to trust him either. Um, I think the matchup is fine. And if you're like super desperate for a wide receiver, I think starting Palmer is okay, you know, yeah. as like a as like a flex play. But like, you know, I have met wide receiver 45 this week. So that kind of tells you where I'm at with with Josh Palmer. Yeah, I think at the very least with some of these guys, if you, you know, leagues that play with kickers, I might add one or both of these guys to block my opponent because I don't feel comfortable starting them, but I also feel just a little uneasy with them playing, knowing that they could get a decent workload. You know, Quentin Johnson didn't do too much last week against Denver. He only had four targets, but could he get eight? I wouldn't be shocked if both of these guys – if if Palmer is active, do they get eight targets? Maybe you know. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's possible. So feel more like a block move for these guys. But yeah, I don't feel super comfortable. It's not a great matchup, so I don't feel super comfortable starting either one. It's um, it's a tough choice for me whether I want to leave that landmine there, you know, or oh, or, I should, or if I should good, pick them up. You know, that's a good way it's, to phrase it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's one or the other, right? It's like. Sometimes yeah. I kind of want to leave those guys out there, but then you know you think you know everything, and then like they pick them up, and then they blow up, right? So yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely uh, a, a tough situation. Um, all right, well, you know, whoever you have tonight, good luck. All right, let's move <laughs> yeah. on to this this weekend. Uh, keep an eye on Devon A. Chain's uh, toe injury. 
Uh, no practice on Wednesday. Uh, did we get an update? So it's it's 2 p.m. Eastern time now. I, 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 I looked early. Just before yeah, we got no. on, I looked, and I have not seen, which you'd think. I mean, they are East Coast. I would think we'd have heard something by now, but I haven't seen anything. Um, Mike McDaniel said that, you know, Devon Achan is just an unknown this week, um, which mm-hmm. is not what you want to hear at all. Um, this this really stinks that he had to pick up another toe injury at this point, you know. So that's something that, you know, we have to keep we have to keep in mind. Now I'm looking at let's see. I'm looking at the news, latest news here. Um, there is going to be a full practice. No, there's going to be two walkthroughs instead of full practices, but Devon Achan is still dealing with that injury. We'll see if he ends up what his status is for today, but you know, Tyreek Hill also, in, you know, in a similar boat here with that ankle injury, you know, I, I, I feel like no matter what the injury is for Tyreek Hill, like he's going to end up playing. Uh, well, he feels like the type of guy that's just going to play no matter what. Right. And if he's hobbled, I guess you got to play him. Well, is he also, is he still on track for the record? Uh, yeah, he is. So that, I think that plays in a little bit for me. I, I feel like, he would love to get that record. It's something he thought he said it was his goal this year was to get 2000 receiving yards. You know, I think he's going to be a little more motivated to play than, than others uh, might be. Yeah. Because like the seasons like this don't come along often, man, you know, the way that like once you might be lucky if one time in your career that happens. Yeah, exactly. He knows that this is going to be the best year of his career. Right. Like, I don't think there's any doubt about that. So, I, I agree. I think he's going to end up playing, and and regardless, of, we, even if he's on one ankle, he'll be in my lineup. Um, and they may Jerome, even give him some easy yeah. stuff, you know, just to get him some yards. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this is Mike McDaniel we're talking about here, right? Like, mm-hmm. which is why you know that combination is really what um, is making this, you know, what it is. Like this special season yeah. is the combination of these two guys. You know, it's, it's you know it's amazing that the combination of Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill is more impressive than Mike McDaniel. I'm sorry, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, yeah. and Andy Reid. Yeah, you know? and quite by quite a bit. Like yeah. it's it's not even really that close. The last two, Ty- his best two seasons or his last two seasons, which is insane yeah. to think. All right, so keep an eye on on those guys. Also, Jerome Ford had that MRI on his wrist. Um, and it was negative, so he doesn't have a broken wrist. He was limited on practice on Wednesday. Uh, could, you know, solid sign that he could be good to go for this week. Um, it looks like Dalton Schultz is trending to play this week. Uh, I'm really, I'm really only interested in playing him if CJ Stroud uh, suits up, right? So, like, if CJ Stroud doesn't play, like, I don't know how much, like, I'm, I really want to play any Texan, you know, at this point. Um, yeah, you know, CJ Stroud. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, DJ Bienemy. Literally, does I don't even know that's that's how you say his name. I just know there's somebody named Eric Bienemy, but uh, DJ <laughs> yeah. Bienemy. That's like it's, it's. I think that's how you say it. I've only read his name a million times. He's a yeah. he's a he's a Texans beat reporter. Uh, CJ Stroud has hasn't made it to the non-contact at practice phase yet. Um, so it looks like there's no CJ Stroud just yet. I will say, I agree with you. I'm not probably that excited to start either one of them, but I would say. Davis Mills probably one of the better backups to have, you know, if you're going to have a backup quarterback, he's probably okay. But especially compared to some of the backups we've had this season. Um, but yeah, I, 
I'm, I'm not ex- that's a long way of me saying I'm not that excited if, uh, if he's not playing for, for some of these other parts. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, man. Like, honestly, if, if CJ Stroud ends up suiting up somehow, some way, like we saw Derek Carr, uh, you know, late in the week, right? He ended up getting cleared. We saw a couple guys getting cleared late in the week. Um, in that scenario, like, you know, are you playing guys like, you know, obviously Nico Collins we care about, but it doesn't seem like he's going to play this week. Um, you know, we're going to keep, we're going to keep an eye on that one, but like, would you play someone like, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, no Brown. Noah Brown. Would you play Noah Brown? Would he, would he be in your lineup this week? And sorry, were you prefacing that with, if he is playing, if CJ Stroud is playing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably would, you know, cause I don't think that, uh, Nico is going to play. And especially if we don't see if Schultz for some reason doesn't go, then I'm, I'm more likely to play him. Um, they are expecting some weather in that game. Like there's like a 60% chance for rain. Um, but no, no more than like a flex for me. Um, I'm yeah. not, I'm not excited about that. There's plenty of other options. I'd rather start over, over him. So we'll update you guys on all of those guys in terms of, you know, who's practicing and who's not uh, tomorrow and over on my Instagram story as well at upper hand fantasy. Um, Darren Waller hopes to be active this week. They just activated him off of, uh, off of the, off of IR. So his 21 day practice window has opened and there is a chance that he plays this week. It seemed like from, from, from his angle, like he seems ready to go in terms of, he seems ready to play. Well, what I, what I had read though, Froz was that, where did he say, um, oh, I can't find it now. Um, oh, Okay. Oh, sorry. I I misread it. I thought that he was saying he's probably going to be limited if he does return, but that's the, that's the coaching staff saying that. Um, so I don't know that, that, that one makes me a little nervous. You know, a lot of tight ends have stepped up, so you could have better options, but, um, it does make me nervous. He could be limited in his return. He could definitely be limited. Uh, there's a lot of good tight ends this week. Right. And yeah. uh, I'm with you. Like, I think I have him as like a low end tight end one this week outside my top 10. Uh, but he's right there. And also, if he's on the waiver wire, go, go scoop him up uh, oh, yeah. because he has a really, really good schedule the rest of the way. Um, so that's some I, I would suggest um, picking him up and, and just stashing him at the very least. You know, if Tyrod Taylor were to ever be the starter again, we saw the really good rapport that those two had with each other. Um, this Giants team is looking to, to to win some games, right? They're not just like tanking. It doesn't seem like it at least. So, um, you know, it seems like, you know, he could give you some fantasy value the rest of the way. Um, a couple other guys, Brian Robinson, he didn't practice with that hamstring injury. Um, keep Antonio Gibson on standby if he doesn't play. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, he hasn't practiced yet this week either. Um, so keep an eye on him. You know, McKinnon and CEH aren't as, you know, amazing options this week. Um, also, like, you know, there is no clear guy. It was really a 50-50 split last week. So not really excited to start either. If I had to start one, it would probably be McKinnon. Um, mm-hmm. But 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 regardless, um, it's uh, I'm, I might be staying away from that running back situation if I can this week, assuming Isaiah Pacheco is out. Um, I did want to check real quick on Brian Robinson. I think that could be something that's pretty relevant. It's funny because um, coming into the week, they said that uh, they said that um, they expected Brian Robinson to practice. He didn't practice on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. he's 
and then he's working off to the side with trainers today. <laughs> according to uh, John, that Ryan. doesn't sound. So that means that play, man. that means that it could be a DNP also today. Uh, yeah. It's a hamstring injury, right? Like uh, guys can be out for a couple of weeks with those. So Antonio Gibson yeah. could be looking like someone that uh, is a solid RB two play this week. Yeah, no, I agree with that. All right, let's hit on some of these wide receivers, Steve. We don't need to talk too much about the studs. You know, obviously Tyreek Hill might not be himself this week. You know, we, we talked about that a little bit. It's funny, you know, even in one of the toughest matchups against the Jets, like we're still going to have Tyreek in our lineup no matter what, even on one ankle. Like he's like the oh, we're only wide receiver. Oh, we're going to have him like receiver. top five. I'd still rank yeah. him like top he, five probably. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's the only wide receiver that we could do this with, right? Like yeah. think about it. If Justin Jefferson was coming off like a – like what – this is probably a high ankle sprain. That's what it seems like to me. And yeah. – um, it could be a mild one, but still, like if Justin Jefferson had a high ankle, if Jamar Chase had a high ankle, and they were going up against the Jets, right? I feel like we wouldn't be. I mean, and obviously they had. Forget about the the tumultuous seasons that they had this year, but just think of them as their prime. You're just like you're not thinking about them the same way because Tyreek Hill is just you know you just kind of know that he's going to get it done for you regardless. Well, it's because with Tyreek with a high ankle sprain, he's still running as fast as these guys at full health, <laughs> you know? So that's probably why he doesn't take as big of a dip. Exactly. Exactly. Amon Ra, he had a couple down games the last two weeks, only five catches total over these last two games. Uh, extremely uncharacteristic of him. Um, he'll avoid Patrick Sertain on more than 50% of his routes because Sertain doesn't travel into the slot. But I'd imagine when he's not in the slot, I would imagine Sertain will likely beyond him more often than not. Uh, but Denver overall, they've been pretty good against wide receivers. Um, I, I temper expectations a bit. I think he's still a must-start, obviously. Um, and I think he, he, he performs a little bit better than he has over the last couple of games. Yeah, you know, I posted about this uh, on Instagram like a couple weeks ago. Um, as like, uh, if you're a win-now team, if you were like dying to make the playoffs, he was somebody I brought up as a potential someone to look to trade. Um, and I got a lot of <laughs> not so great comments about it because people are like, he's matchup proof. And I think to some extent he is, but he has had a murderous row of like strong secondaries he's had to face lately. And I think that's why we've seen his numbers down and, and Denver's secondary um, outside of certain still is pretty good. So I still think we could have one more down week for Amon Ra, but I think at the end of the day, this guy is a stud. Um, I, I'm not looking to bench him in any leagues, but I think it would be one of those temper your expectations uh, kind yeah. of start for him. Right, right. Uh, and Mike Evans, you know, similar thing with him. He had a down week last week. Don't worry about it, though. Just keep starting him. Um, how are you treating Justin Jefferson? He, he doesn't have concerns of any lower leg injury anymore. He obviously left the game early last week with the rib injury. Uh, he was targeted on 38% of the routes that he did run. Um, so I'm expecting a large target share here. I just have trust in Kevin O'Connell. Like to make sure that Jefferson gets the ball from you know whoever the quarterback is. So I had to throw JJ back in my top ten. But how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I I watched some of that game when he was in, and I thought he looked good. Like he looked like the Justin Jefferson pre pre injury. Um, could he be hampered a little bit with that for sure? I think they were probably being more cautious if anything you know he just returned he did that was a bad hit that he took yeah. uh so i'm not too worried about it i've got him uh, i'm still working through my rankings but i've got him at like 16. it's it's more just i don't trust him as some of these other guys as much 
you know, that we have ahead of him, but he's absolutely, I'm absolutely starting him. If you, if you held on to him for this long or you traded for him, you've got to start him. So the Bengals play single high safeties at, at the ninth highest rate in the NFL. And Justin Jefferson is fifth among all wide receivers in yards per route run against single high. So this is a, overall, this was a pretty good matchup coming in, but this is the type of coverage that Justin Jefferson, you know, seems to feast on. So I'm looking at him to, to have a nice little bounce back week and contribute something for you. Yeah. For for your fantasy team this year. Um, Mm -hmm. Debo Samuel has been on an absolute tear over the last three games. Wide receiver eight finish in week 12, wide receiver two finish in week 13, and then he was the overall wide receiver one last week. And I think this might continue this week. The Cardinals play two high safety coverage at the second highest rate in the league, and Debo is number one among all wide receivers over Tyreek Hill in yards per route run against two high. Uh, and, and by the way, Brandon Ayuk is number three behind those two guys. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm expecting a good game out of him as well. Uh, but the 49ers have the highest implied total of any team this week. It also helps that the Cardinals are giving up the second most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this year uh, and, the, and the most over the last four weeks. Uh, so, yeah, like not that you weren't starting Debo after these string of games that he just had, but I think he belongs as a top 10 fantasy wide receiver this week. What's funny about that is he scored half a point last time he played Arizona, but yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not worried. I about don't it. care. He he uh, he's got what? What did I? I had written this down. He's got 30 t- opportunities the last three games. So I I I don't care. He's 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 a stud. He's he looks back to two years ago, Debo Samuel to like 2021 Debo. Thousand percent, man. I'm, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about the last game that 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 he had with them, you know, he wasn't the same player, right? At that point, he mm-hmm. wasn't as healthy. Uh, he was a little bit banged up early on in the year. So I'm, I'm really not, I'm not really, I'm really not worried about it at all. Like he's just on an absolute tear right now. So make sure that he's in your lineup. Um, let's see who else did I have here? Um, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, they, they've struggled to connect in a few tough matchups uh, for Diggs. Denver, right? Shadow situation mm-hmm. there with Sertan, uh, the Jets, Sauce, and DJ, obviously, and then the Chiefs last week with Lejarius Sneed. Uh, and we talked about that coming into the week, the temper expectations. And, and this week against Dallas, like, I think things can be better. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm expecting a little bit of a bounce back here. Yeah, I wish we had the brothers going against each other. That would have been so fun. cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, no, and, and he was another guy kind of with the Monra that I pointed out is is he does he did have another like like a Monra a murderous row of bad matchups that he had. And then he had a good matchup against Philly and he he was fine in that game. So right. I do think this this Dallas it's not a it's not an amazing matchup. It's just a middle of the road matchup. It's much better than Denver or the Jets. I think he's completely fine in this one. Bills have an implied total of 26 and a half. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, it should be a good game. Could be a back and forth game. Um, you know, Josh Allen, man, like he has, he plays on with this chip on the shoulder that no other quarterback plays with. And he just wants to win this game, dude, because, you know, he knows that he knows what's on the line here. Uh, and yeah. the Cowboys, they're giving up the second most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the last four weeks and the ninth most over the last eight weeks. Um, so I yeah. wouldn't expect any sort of shadow situation here. Um, there's no corner here that I'm, I'm really worried about, including Stefan Gilmore. You got to think too, if you want to go narrative, he knows CD Lamb's like the hottest wide receiver in football right now. 
he, I could see him want to show him up and say, Hey, I'm still here. hundred <laughs> percent, man. Um, we have to mention Cooper cup and Puka Nakua. These guys are must starts this week against mm-hmm. Washington. Uh, I, I, I keep going back and forth between Cup and Puka this week. I have Cup like one spot above Puka as of right now because he has the edge and target share lately and because of the history, obviously. But I wouldn't be surprised if Puka ends up with more production this week. Yeah, I, I think it's just kind of a coin flip which one's going to go go off. I think they're both going to have good games. Washington is just putrid versus wide receivers. I expect both of them to do very well in this one. Um yeah, and I, I think we're going to be saying it, it's pretty much a done deal at this point that Naku is the waiver wire out of the of the year, right? A thousand percent, dude. He he yeah. ranks fifth in yards per route run against uh, too high safety coverage, and the Commanders play too high at the sixth highest rate uh, in the NFL. They've they're also given up the sixth most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the last four weeks. That's where Puka runs a majority of his routes from. So uh, cross your fingers. Let's hope that Puka punches your ticket to the second round of the fantasy playoffs. That's what we're hoping for here. Yeah, this is this is a a dream come true for if you got any Rams players like uh, the main four, I should say. Even Stafford, I have as a as a top eight quarterback this week. I'm starting him over Mahomes this week, dude. I've got him one spot below, but you, I may, I may move him up as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I got to ask you now. Now they're on. Now they're on the subject. Um, okay, so St- I'm going Stafford over over Mahomes. Mm-hmm. What about what about Howell? Would you go Howell? I, Howell. I, I do have Howell over Mahomes. Okay, I, okay. I mean he's there better on the year, <laughs> and so and he's every got, week. He's, yeah, he's 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 been better, and he's got a better matchup. So yeah, I'm going I'm going Howell. How how much how further how far down do you have Jordan Love below Mahomes this week? two spots but but these are this is what i'm saying like i i have just been working on the rankings i'm not finished and they have better matchups and you know love is what 0.4 points per game worse than mahomes so when i look at that i go well i think i'm gonna move him below love (laughs) as well you know and and love mahomes hasn't had any ceiling this year either um so and I'm even looking down at Russell Wilson. I'm like, do I might have to? He might not make my top ten. Uh, he, he, it's gonna be close. We'll see. Yeah, I talked about it. I had him outside my top ten initially to start the week. Yeah. I did move him inside my top ten, but the three guys that I mentioned, especially Howell and Stafford, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really considering them keeping them over Mahomes this week for sure. Uh, I I think that's fine. I have no problem yeah. with that. By the way, guys, my full rankings are over at upperhandfantasy.com. Uh, they were fully updated this morning. Uh, I'm going to have a new set on Friday morning, a new set on Saturday morning, and then on Sunday morning as well before the games. Upperhandfantasy.com. Go check that out there. Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books, you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you place certain bets, and it gets confusing, but not anymore not with better vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place. And not only that, the best part is better vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right. So if you like a play, normally you will look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds. Uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side-by-side comparison all on one screen within one app? And then you just click on the bet that you want to make within better vision and you're good to go. 
Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the app store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O. So B-E-T-T-O-R Vision in the app store today. Let's talk about DeAndre Hopkins this week. I think I'm a lot higher on him than consensus, just according to like what I see on Fantasy Pros this week. I have him at 16. Um, okay. Not only is this a revenge game, uh, I think this is a low-key, very winnable matchup for him. Uh, where do you have Hop? I've got him at 13. <laughs> ah, uh, so there you go. I, nice. Just, last week, was it last week or two weeks ago? I don't remember which I'm thinking. It wasn't a great matchup, and he balled out. Because he's yeah. been amazing the last two weeks. Uh, I have been pretty impressed with Will Levis as of late. And um, I do think I am buying into the narrative. I don't think he is a fan of the Houston Texans. And I think I, especially Hopkins, I, I think he's the type of player that's like, I, I want to put it on them. Especially if he can like yeah. seal their fate. and Because and, they got two games coming up against the Texans. Seal yeah. their fate and knock them out of the playoff contention. Uh, I'm I'm so with you, and that is his character. Like he mm-hmm. is the type of guy to want want to be part of why, you know, the Texans <laughs> yeah. don't make the playoffs. One thousand. You traded me for David Johnson. I, I'm yes. going to make you remember. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And 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 you look at this matchup, right? So, uh, the Texans run the eighth, uh, the eighth most too high coverage in terms of rate of their coverage in the NFL, uh, and Hopkins. 2.73 yards per route run against two high safeties. That's fourth among all wide receivers. Okay. So this is a pretty good matchup for him. And if you look at the number, if you look at number one wide receivers uh, against the Texans lately, they've, they've pretty much got it done, uh, you know, for fantasy. Garrett Wilson, nine for 108 last week. Sutton, you know, not a whole lot of catches, but, you know, that's not him anyway. Two for, se- two, two for 77 with the touchdown. Um, Calvin really five for 89 and a touchdown. Greg Dortch, Six for 76 and, a, and no touchdowns. I guess he was the number one because Marquise Brown didn't do anything. Well, I guess Marquise Brown was the number one, I guess. Um, <laughs> Jamar Chase, five for 124 and a touchdown. You know, so, you know, you look at what, like you mentioned, the last two weeks for Hopkins, 12 targets each of the last three weeks, uh, two weeks, I should say, and then three touchdowns in the last four games. So he's getting yeah. it done. He's getting it done. And, and things are looking a lot better for Hopkins, you know, from here on out. You know, what's funny is I, in my, rankings i have like metric bars that, that kind of show you like who's leading and what stat category and stuff and usually you know would you just say 2.74 yards per route run that looks that's like almost a pegged metric but because yeah. tyreek hill is going insane this year with like over four <laughs> yards per route run it, it makes right. these look like pedestrian numbers so i always have to like <laughs> calibrate my head like no oh, that's pretty elite route running like yards per route yeah run. Yeah, and by the way, that number that I mentioned is only against too high coverage. Okay, yeah, so Hopkins yep. about yards per round, definitely lower than that, but he excels against this particular coverage that the Texans run at a pretty high rate. So I think I think I'm glad that me and you are on the same page about Hopkins this cool, week. Cool. Uh, when I'm on the same page with you, I feel like sweet. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right I know. Things are good. Same here. I, I was like, all right, where, where does he have them? All right, let's. Yeah. I, I just like real quick. Where do you have these elite wide receivers uh, who don't have their starting quarterbacks? <laughs> so Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Garrett Wilson, Devonta Adams. Where do you have these guys right now? Yeah, so I have. Are they? You know, are they all I outside like, your top ten? Th- yeah, they are. Um, I I still well actually what did that yeah I've got Chase at fifteen, Jefferson at uh, sixteen, um, Garrett Wilson. 
there is supposed to be some bad weather in that game against Miami. I think there's like a 90-some percent chance of rain. So a little bit lower on him than maybe I would be without the weather. So I got him at 21 right now. Um, okay. And then uh, Devontae Adams, I got at 18. Um, I'm trying to – I'm having a hard time with Devontae Adams because I, I think with no Josh Jacobs, we could see maybe a little bit more – passing to him in this one maybe nothing crazy but just a, maybe a target or two more that he gets that he wouldn't normally get i got him at 18 but i have a feeling he could finish higher than that like i i i, I don't know i just have this feeling he could ball out in this one but um but yeah, yeah. that's where i got him ranked yeah i have him at 20 so okay. you know, we're not we're not too far off like some of these matchups i really like like dk metcalf's matchup against philly right? i think that's and, part and- of it yeah, it's like a couple of matchups here that I, I like. Um, I do have Garrett Wilson over him. I do have Jamar Chase over him. Um, and then like the guy who's like right around him is like Devontae Smith. I was looking um, right at him. I was like <laughs> waiting for you to say that because yeah. he has such an amazing matchup and he's been really good lately. Um, I, I have know. him one spot ahead of Adams. And um, it's interesting because, you know, uh, with Goddard back, uh, Devontae still got the targets last week. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, expect him to continue to get it done, I think, you know, for the rest of the year. Um, I want to touch on Rashi Rice again this week. I, I have him at wide receiver 21. And I talked about him as the new Rashi Rice last week, but we have an even <laughs> newer Rashi Rice this week because his route participation took an even bigger jump to legit full time. Like it was bumped up two weeks ago. I mentioned there's still a little room for improvement there. And then I guess they listened because they went all the way up to 82% this past Sunday, according to Fantasy Life's utilization report. So we're where we need to be at this point with where with Rashi Rice. Uh, you know, after that jump that he made three weeks ago, he's received a 29% target share from Patrick Mahomes. He's had two top 10 finishes as a result. And I like the matchup. The Patriots have allowed the most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers over the last eight weeks and the seventh most over the last four. Uh, He's been running on the perimeter a lot more lately. And and here's the kicker. The Patriots run single high safety coverage at the seventh highest rate in the league. And Rashi ranks eighth among all qualifying wide receivers in yards per route run against that coverage. So I think he could continue to do his thing this week. Yeah, 29 targets over the last three games. Um, he just keeps incrementally going up in everything you mentioned, and his snap share has in, uh, increased just a little bit, you know, percentage by percentage each week. And then this week it jumped up from 69 to 85%. So that, going along with what you said about the route persis- participation, the fact that he's targeting him, and he's a like a yak guy. Like he can get you stuff. He doesn't need to be targeted a ton. Like he can make big plays and yards after the catch um kind of has a little bit of that not not to even close to the same level but a little bit of a debo feel to him you know like got a little right. bit of running back in him so i <laughs> i'm excited about him like this week and then just moving forward with uh with mahomes it's funny because like i literally today as i was you know writing my notes for this episode i thought about the same exact thing dude like I, he is like he's not debo but he is their Debo, right? And they're kind mm-hmm. of using him, you know, in a similar fashion because they're depending on his, you know, yards after the catch, you know, and that sort of thing, right? So, um, you know, that's something that I thought of as well. So, uh, you know, he's not the best route runner in the world, right? That that no. that we, we that we know. Um, but listen, man, I, I think he's somebody that I was not high on coming in to the NFL. Okay, because yeah. I did not 
like how he brought, you know, his route running was just not good. But they found a way to use him, right? Like someone like Andy Reid, someone like Kyle Shanahan, someone like Sean McVay, someone like uh, Kevin O'Connell. Like these are the type of offensive minds that could use a guy like this and figure out how to use him, right? So it's it's worked out for him for sure. Yeah, and you can tell they're trying to to force him some easy stuff too. Because yes. of, like you said, the, the, the yard after yard after the catch ability that he does have. And I just think that's going to continue to go up and the trust that he has with Mahomes continues to grow. Manufactured touches. That's what yep. you want to see. Uh, Steve, let me ask you a question though. Who would you mm-hmm. rather start this week? Rashi Rice or Zay Flowers? I'm going to go Zay this week. Um, I love the matchup for Zay Flowers. Some of the stuff we were just talking about with Rice, you know, with Andrews out, we're seeing a lot more um, volume going towards Flowers. Um, I do think he is a better wide receiver than Rasheed Rice. Um, it's a great matchup against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's just getting destroyed by wide receivers. He has 19 opportunities over the last two games. So uh, I got him close to my rankings um, that I'm still working through, but I, I like Zay Flowers more this week. 100%. I mean, I, I personally am going Rashi over Zay this week because of, of what he's done over the last three games when that rap participation increased and the target share increased. But you can't go wrong with Rashi Rice this week. He's he's definitely there, like, around that low-end uh, wide receiver two uh, mark for me. Yeah. I have one favor to ask you guys right now, and that's just to take a second to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast. It's greatly appreciated. If you have a minute to leave a five-star review, that helps us out so much as well. So thank you, guys. I think Jaden Reed gets an upgrade with Christian Watson banged up. Uh, but also now that Davi- Dontavian Wicks is banged up, too, I think he has a high ankle sprain. So he'll probably be out this week. The targets will just be more concentrated between him and Romeo Dubs and then, I guess, Tucker Craft as well. But, you know, this is a good matchup for Reed. The Bucks haven't been good against slot wide receivers this year. That's where he runs a, a far majority of his routes. And then he's getting, like, a ton of work in the ground game, too, man. Like, for a wide receiver, like, he's getting a lot of work uh there so he's been getting it done you know he's had a bunch of top 12 finishes this year like three top 12 finishes in the last five weeks for Jaden reed dude like he's he's just straight up getting it done right now yeah i actually i was gonna ask you if i'm too high on him i I actually have him ahead of uh zay flowers and rasheed rice right now wow Um, wow and part of it is the matchup i have him like one spot below zay flowers this week Okay, I got him one spot ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, I, so essentially, we're pretty much on the same page with we yeah. really like him this week. Um, I think, you know, the matchup plays a big part of it, but just the rapport he's had also with uh, with Jordan Love also plays a big part. So he's a guy, a lot of playoff teams, it's probably hard to fit him in your lineup, but he's a guy I, I do think has a really good chance to, to have a, a really good game this week. So um, if you're not hurting in your lineup, don't. Don't be scared to throw him in. I've, I've got him as a wide receiver two this week. I just got my uh, senior bowl credential uh, acceptance in my email today. Uh, nice. So I'm very excited about that. So it was really cool to see Jaden Reed there, man. Like, you know, guys like that, guys like him, you know, Puka Nakua, you know, a bunch of these guys. Even Don Tamian Wicks was there too. Um, but, you know, it's just really cool seeing these guys, you know, before they make it to the NFL. Um, so I'll be I'll be live with that coverage again this week, this year, guys. Can't wait. In, in fe- awesome. early February. Yeah. Let's move on to some wide receiver threes. Uh, OBJ, do you have him in your top 36 against Jacksonville this week? I think I have him at 36. There you go. <laughs> I do. I have him exactly at 36. Um, 
more of a flex play for me. I, I, I do love what I'm seeing, and I have to say that the eyeball test looks like he's back. Like, he looks good to me. He looks quick, um, but he's still been inconsistent. Zay Flowers is still on the roster. This, you know, team still runs a bit. Um, so uh, I like him, but I like him more as, like, if you need a good kind of high upside flex play. Uh, not as much. I'm, I don't trust him as much as, you know, some of the, the more dependable wide receivers that you can start over him. I have this tier of guys that I don't really know what to do with. Uh, they're my low-end wide receiver threes, uh, like from 30 on kind of, like in that range. Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen, Jackson Smith, Najigba, who I like this week, by the way. Like he, he led the Seahawks in target share with Drew Locke last week, and it's a good matchup against Philly out of the slot. He kind of stands out in this group for me in terms of upside. Uh, but then Calvin Ridley, you know, Drake London, who out of this group do you feel like doesn't belong in this group, kind of belongs outside, like ahead of this group? Or, you know, who do you feel the most comfortable with in your lineup? I don't know that anyone belongs outside of it. Uh, I think that the highest upside could be uh, JSN based on the matchup. Um, Philly, worst, basically the most advantageous matchup you can get as a wide receiver. Um, and, yeah, I don't love it as much with Drew Locke, but they are playing at home. The one thing I will say is that that game is supposed to have a lot of rain, I'm pretty sure. So that that makes me a little more nervous with him. Um, but I think he's I, he's got that big play potential. He's got the upside. Um, I think the, you know, the, the Adam Thielen, I probably move him towards the back a little bit because, yes, he does get targeted a decent amount. But, man, it's low quality receptions. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't right. know what the ceiling is for him right now in, in – Bryce Young last week, God, was he even he didn't even reach fifty percent completion percentage in that one? So, so I don't know. My odd man out might be feeling out of those options. And it's an odd man out, like get him out of here, like type of yeah, odd man yeah. out. <laughs> it's not even like odd man out, like he doesn't belong in this group of you know, like I'm not so no, great just, wide receivers. Yeah, fantasy wide receivers like with Drake London and JSN, like they're not going to be here for too much longer. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in terms of their their careers, uh, especially no. Drake London, because the dude is an absolute baller. Like we saw what happened last week. Um, you know, it's just like he had he's he has that in him. You're just not going to see it every week as long as yeah. he's in this particular situation. Um, yeah, and it is a tough matchup for him this week. Carolina has actually been very yes. good against wide receivers. And this is also a, another game that's expecting, I think, like a 90% chance for rain. So weather could be a little bit of a factor in that when you could see more, uh, a little bit more run, which makes me like the uh, Atlanta defense even more so <laughs> this week. But it could be a little sloppy. We'll, we'll see. Just so pay attention to the weather on that one a little bit. Okay, that, that's good to know. Um, and I mentioned Calvin really, like, I really don't like him this week. Uh, the Ravens play two high safeties at the 10th highest rate in the league. And Calvin really, Against two high, 1.05 yards per route run. Against single high, 2.19 yards per route run. So you see the difference there. Where, like, against single high, that's where Calvin really shines. And against two high, like, you don't really want him in your lineup, okay? So okay. that's, where, that's, that's what the Ravens have been doing this year for the most part. So I, I don't love Calvin really. Like, I actually have Zay Jones and Calvin really kind of close. Like, you know, in terms of like, who would I rather play? Like, I don't know that I love Calvin really that much more than Zay Jones in my lineup. When Zay Jones is in there, you kind of feel a little spicy. You feel something, you know, you, <laughs> like, you, you feel a little something, you know what I'm saying? Like when you have Zay Jones in there, cause you kind of like, all right, well, you know, he's healthy now. He might do something. 
<laughs> no, what you're doing is you're going into the matchup with Calvin Ridley already kind of annoyed. You're slightly annoyed with him in your starting lineup. And then when he, it's the start of the second quarter and he doesn't have a target, you're pissed already. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, All right. Some flyers here. We got uh, Demarcus Robinson against the Commanders. He went four for 55 in the touchdown in week 13, three for 36 with a touchdown on 10 targets last week. Uh, He ran as many routes as Cup and Puka. Uh, The way that Stafford is playing right now. If you're in a deep league, you need a dart throw. I think this is the type of dart throw that you could throw. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No, I agree. I, I, I think <clears throat> I don't, you know, obviously he's the third third guy on that list. Um, the or, rookie or tight fourth. end. I, I or fourth like, or fifth. Yeah, he could be. Yeah. The rookie tight end they got who I, I can't even th- remember his name right now. He looked really good last week. Could see him. Uh, I could see him getting some work in this one. I, but I'm agreeing with what you're saying because this is such an advantageous matchup uh, for for just the Rams in general. And the fact that the we know that the Commanders are going to throw it 45 times at least in this yeah. game. They're going to get the, they're going to get a lot of plays in in this game. So I think a lot of people have a chance to put up decent fantasy performances. That's a great point, man. Um, I, I mentioned Zay Jones. I think you know. Flex play, deep flex play if you need one. Um, I keep an eye on Michael Wilson, maybe just as a waiver wire pickup if he's available. He's back you know, in practice uh, from the shoulder injury that he had before the bye. Hollywood didn't practice, so keep an eye on that. I think um, he did right. return to practice today. Oh, did he? Yeah, I thought when Mar- – yeah, he's back at practice, Brown is. Um, okay, that's good to know. That was just reported like – which is weird. We're getting the uh, Arizona practice report. Uh, I did not expect that. The, I did not either. There's like a <laughs> West Coast time right now. I don't yeah. remember. But um, but so he did practice. But also Michael Wilson, 27 points last time he played San Francisco for what it's worth. Uh, yeah. So I kind of like him as maybe a, a dart throw. Yeah. You, you got to keep in mind, we haven't seen a whole lot of him with Colin Murray. So you never no. know what can be brewing there. All right. Let's move to tight ends. I have Travis Kelsey at number one. Uh, big surprise. At number two, I have TJ Hawkinson, but I'm kind of tempted, man. Trey McBride, you know, he's right there. Like, yeah. I think I, I like the matchup a little bit more with Hawk, but like, what do you think, man? Trey McBride's right there at number two, isn't he? Uh, I, I like the matchup quite a bit more for Hawkinson, so I do have him ahead of McBride, but we talked about this on our live the other day. I, M- Trey McBride is a, quote, main guy now at tight end. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like right. we just came up with that on the fly, but That's I right. think he's a, an every week start. So even if you, you know, cause there are probably teams that have Hawkinson. I think I know a few that have Hawkinson and McBride on their rosters. Um, I think he's flex worthy for sure. If you have like a Hawkinson or something, cause he's just been getting targeted a ton lately. You can tell Murray trusts him. Um, he was a good prospect coming out of Colorado state. So no, I like him a lot. Uh, he, yeah, what is he at? Nine targets, nine targets, seven targets, nine targets, 14 targets in week eight. So, yeah, he's probably, if not the most highly targeted tight end over the last six weeks, he's right there. You know, it's funny because, you know, I, I was talking about the, the single high and two high safety looks uh, of these defenses. There's only two tight ends that flourish against both of these type of coverages. Number one, Travis Kelsey. Number two, Trey McBride. It doesn't matter what kind of coverage 
he's being he's he's given this year yards per run still up there he's still he's still producing yeah. which is it's just great to see that's something you'd love to hear if you have him in dynasty because that means that he's oh. uh, ha- he's hashtag good yeah he is good yeah all right uh evan ingram's at number four for me against baltimore um davis allen last week against baltimore that's who it was davis allen um that, that's the rookie rams tight end right there that's who you're looking oh for. thank you thank you uh, i tried to i just know i tried to add him in a dynasty league and i but I had no fab money left, and I <laughs> only took one dollar to outbid me, so I was kind of mad about it. But, but yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Tyler Higby did come back to practice, though. Just keep that in mind, guys, in case you're okay. thinking about streaming him. But um, but Evan Ingram at Baltimore, the matchup, you know, Davis Allen against Baltimore last week, four fifty in a touchdown. Okay, Gerald Everett the week before that, four for forty three in a touchdown. Tanner Hudson the week before that, four for forty nine. David Njoku six for fifty eight. Trey McBride ten for ninety five in a touchdown. Evan Ingram is going to be just fine in this matchup. He's been on a tear these past two games. No Christian Kirk. Volume is guaranteed. Um, I, I, like I mentioned, I don't love Chris, Calvin Ridley in this game. So I think we mm-hmm. see another Evan Ingram game in this one. Yeah, I, I I dodged a bullet last week. I was looking through, you know, when I, I don't know if you're the same way, but when I try to come up with like my start-sit uh, posts, I try to come up with more fringe start-sits, like, like really where you have a, a hard time deciding. And, and that could be, players like an Evan Ingram in a bad matchup. But I was like, I can't, I can't recommend sitting him. He's just getting right. targeted too much because Cleveland is just stout versus tight ends. And right. thank God I didn't because he comes up with 33 <laughs> points, 12 targets, 11 receptions, 95 yards and two touchdowns. He's got three touchdowns over the last two weeks. Um, can't, obviously can't bench him. He's matchup proof at this point. That touchdown regression was coming, man. Right. He, he oh, was it came third. big time. I had just huge written about it too like the day before he scores that touchdown against cincinnati and uh it came big time he was third in the nfl in targets coming into the game uh two weeks ago before he scored his first touchdown this year it it, it made no sense that he wasn't scoring this was going to happen this is always what happens but this is a good time for him to decide to start that regression you know to the mean right so it's, it's a great time for it to happen and i would say i would say those you know the people in dynasty leagues with kyle pitts this can happen to Pitts too, you know, like he yeah. gets a good quarterback, like games like we're seeing out of Evan Ingram are going to come for Kyle Pitts at some point. Maybe not in this coaching regime, but at some point they're coming. <laughs> Speaking of Kyle Pitts, I, I, I kind of like Kyle Pitts this weekend. I'm afraid to say that. Unfortunately, I totally understand everyone's hesitation with Pitts. I don't have him as like a top 10 tight end this week. He's, he's right there, but you know, you know, this is always when he shits the bed, like this kind of matchup. But, <laughs> you know, 90% route participation the last two weeks, that's come up uh, a ton um, over the previous several weeks. Two top 12 finishes over the last two weeks with that 90% route participation. And this matchup against Carolina, they run the highest rate of single high coverage, uh, single safety coverage. This That's the type of coverage Pitts does best against. He ranks ninth in yards per route run against single high. So, he could have a decent game this week. I still have him outside my top 10, like I mentioned, but I would not be surprised if he finished top 10 this week. A little bit of a streamer, you could say. Yeah, I'm not quite as high on him. Um, I just, I, I get everything you're saying. Uh, I just, the route participation, that what you, you bring that up gets me a little bit more into him, but still don't, I still don't trust that he's going to get targeted enough. Um, I do think the matchup's a little bit tougher just in general against Carolina. 
Um, where did you say you have him? I got him at like tight end 15. There's, there's a few guys there that I bumped ahead of him, like, like a Logan Thomas. Um, I have him at, I have him at 15. <laughs> okay. That's I have I got him. 15. All right. So, yeah. you know, forget everything I said. I mean, we're on the same page. <laughs> I have him I mean, at 15. So yeah. It's just, yeah, it's have, just that there's a lot of these fringe tight ends, like the Logan Thomas prior move, you know, I, I don't know if I'll push tougher craft above him, but like a lot of these guys that, have good matchups, Kate Otten, that are kind of in that area where Pitts is for me. Yeah, no, I hear that. I hear that. Now, uh, Sam Laporta, he has a pretty good matchup this week, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> and I know you brought why you brought that up because he's going against my Denver Broncos. And you know what? I, I figured it out, Frost. So I, I just have this ingrained in me that Denver just sucks versus tight ends. Because I just have so many memories of tight ends destroying them. And to some point, to, to an extent, it's true. They give up the second most to the position on the year. But I thought about it. Let's just think, since I've been a kid, the Chiefs had Tony Gonzalez, so we had to see him twice a year. Yeah. And then they go from Gonzalez. In that same division, the, the Chargers had Antonio Gates. Yes. And then the Chiefs get Travis Kelsey. So maybe <sighs> – <laughs> Maybe I just think that the Denver's always horrible against the tight end because I have to see those tight ends like three or four times a year play us, you know. So, um, but yeah, Laporta, I've got him ranked as my tight end one this week. <laughs> I think he's you had be like better you, than Kelsey. You had like two two years of like Darren Waller, like you know, killing. You oh guys yeah, too. we had some like, Darren Waller time too. Yeah, was no, I, I think <laughs> I think Laporta puts up. I think this could be one of those like twenty nine point games for Laporta. I think he's gonna. And and mainly because not only are they not good against a tight end, um, they're good against wide receivers. So I, I do think Laporta is going to get targeted a ton in this one. You know, Sam Laporta, his yards per route run uh, in single high versus two safety looks, it's it's crazy the difference. Okay, two point seven five yards per route run compared to zero point nine two. So That's luckily. Luckily, this week he is on the positive side of that. Okay, so because the, the Broncos they run single high at the eleventh highest rate in the league, uh, so there's a huge difference there. Like that delta is crazy. So I think this week, you know, Laporta, you know, he's been up and down. You know, you always want him in your lineup, but like I think this is the week where this is a week where you you know you can kind of feel happy that he's in your lineup and feel pretty confident that he's going to do his thing. How are you feeling about Dalton Kincaid, though? Uh, Knox came back last week. It didn't really seem to interrupt Kincaid much in terms of opportunity. Um, you know, his his rap participation didn't come down. Uh, not the most production, but the targets were there. Yeah, no, I, I'm still I still like him. It's not it's not a, a great matchup. I still I did move him down compared to some of these other tight ends based on matchup. Like I've got him at tight end eleven this week. So I bumped him below guys like Njoku, Isaiah Likely, Dallas Goddard, who I think have better matchups, but um, not overly concerned about it. He does still this, you know, if you want to go off the eyeball test, he he looks he looks good. He looks like a mismatch. Um, and uh, the Bills are going to have to score. Dallas, high scoring team in the NFL, um, they're going to have to score to keep up. So uh, I, I think he's going to have a decent game. You know who I don't think is going to have a decent game this week? George Kittle. He 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 he's somebody who you know he didn't do well against his team the first time around, but I, I think it's because of the type of coverage that the Cardinals run, and the Cardinals already a pretty tough matchup, right? And for tight ends in general, he he really thrives against single high coverage, you know. But like I mentioned earlier, the Cardinals run a ton of too high, 
and the lowest rate of single high, and Kittle destroys single high. So this might not be his week. You know, it makes sense because the last time, you know, he went up against them, he only had one catch. Um, so I, I'm tempering expectations on Kittle this week. He's been getting it done, so he's probably going to be, you know, if I have Kittle, like he's probably going to be in my lineup because it's so hard to bench him in his upside. But if he doesn't have a big week this week, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, he's my tight end five. So unless you've got McBride, Hawkinson, Laporta, or Kelsey, I'm starting him. Um, and, and then it depends on if you, what's going on in the flex. But um, he's just so I, good I, I, that it just – I, I think I'm starting Jake Ferguson over him. I think I'm going – I think I like Jake Ferguson. Um, you know, Dalton Schultz is an option for me if uh, C.J. Stroud ends up playing, which it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. So yeah. uh, I, I might – Kittle might end up at six for me this week. Yeah, and I think he's in kind of a tier with, I would say, Ingram, Ferguson. I almost want to say like those three kind of make up a tier for me as like yeah. the – the third tier maybe of these tight ends. Um, right. So no, and he did, he did nothing or I guess he didn't do, he did. Okay. He got like just under 10 points last time he played Arizona on seven targets. But like you said, that was when Debo was a little more banged up. Uh, Debo obviously getting more work in this one. Um, it's just hard to count out Kittle, especially you saw that big play he made last week. Like oh, he yeah. can, he can house the ball at any point. So, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm I get like what you're saying. Yeah, tight end. Unlike any other time. Unlike, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, yeah. So I think that's going to do it for this episode, man. I I, I do want to ask you, though, are there any tight end streamers that you like this week, you know, besides the guys that we just mentioned? Like, you you mentioned a couple. Like, you mentioned, like, Tucker Craft, and you mentioned K-Dotten. You know, there are several tight ends that have good matchups this week that, you know, you're usually starting most weeks. Um, but you know, in case that, you know, people are doubling up on tight ends, that sort of thing, uh, if you had to reach, you know, further down past the top 12, are there guys that, you know, you wouldn't mind throwing in your lineup? Well, yeah, it depends on if he's a streamer anymore, but Isaiah likely, I like this week. Um, yep. I got him at 10, uh, Logan Thomas. I like a lot this week. I've got him, um, as my tight end 12. So I think he could do really well. And then you mentioned Tucker Craft and KDOT and I really like those guys as well. Um, just based on their matchup. Um, and then Friar Muth, I don't know, I would assume, I, I think he's still a streamer. Um, I think he's got a decent matchup, especially in the red zone against uh, Indianapolis, who's giving up the second most red zone targets in the league. Okay, that's good to know. What, what about defenses? Defenses this week, so... Um, by the way, Falcons. by the way, our first defensive streamer segment of the season. Please, take oh, it away. All right. Well, it's it's perfect <laughs> timing for the playoffs, don't you think? Yes. Yes, I like it. So uh, Atlanta for me. Well, so here's the thing. I didn't – I do this post every week talking about streaming defenses, but I did not bring up Las Vegas because I think when I was creating the post, I didn't know Herbert was going to be out yet for the, for right. the year. Um, so they jumped up quite a bit for me. I moved them. Now, Max Crosby is questionable, so I do think he makes a difference a little bit in this matchup if he doesn't play. Like I'm not quite as high on him. I might move them down a couple pegs. But – um of like streaming defenses, Atlanta is one of my favorite. Um, Bryce Young just can't complete passes and he gets sacked all the time. That game's going to have a lot of weather. Um, so I don't, I love Atlanta in this one. Um, I'd like the Raiders. Like I just mentioned, they're my uh, number five defense on the week. Just the chargers are just obliterated. So they play tonight. Um, I'd at least get them to block your opponent. If anything, 
Um, I love the Rams this week against Washington. Washington can score. They can get yards, but they also get sacked and turn the ball over a ton. Um, and this game is in SoFi, so I like the Rams. Um, I also like the Bengals this week uh, going against a, the the backup to the backup, Nick Mullins, <laughs> who I think is a decent backup for like a start or two. But I think Cincinnati, I think they could come through in this one. I got them at nine. And then a, a kind of sneaky underrated defense or uh over the last couple of weeks has been Chicago. I don't have them ranked quite as high and you probably don't need to pick up Chicago because of these other defenses we're talking about. Um, you probably either already grabbed them or they, they should still be available, but Chicago sneaky good. I know Joe Flacco's looked good the last couple of weeks and he just got that finally got signed off the practice squad. Uh, but I don't know. I think Chicago, uh, I think they could be decent in this one against the Browns. Well, if we're, look, we're talking real football, Chicago's defense has really stepped up over the last several weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. They're not the same defense that they were early on in the year. It's kind of like similar similar to the Broncos, right? I think those two defenses yeah. are the two defenses that looked really bad to start the year um, and then just kind of turn things around and are way better than they were you know, early on, right? So uh, I, I, well, I really appreciate that insight for sure. Well, and also they sacked Jared Goff four times last week, and that's yeah. not like a, like that offensive line isn't. It's a decent offensive line in Detroit, um, and I know Cleveland's got a decent offensive line too. But Joe Flacco, being the statue he is, I yeah. gotta expect they, they could easily get four sacks in this one as well. You know, thousand percent, man, guys, go follow Fantasy Guides on Instagram. Okay, I will have the link in the description of the podcast make sure to go check him out amazing content um if, if you like upper hand content like you're gonna love steve's content over at fantasy guides he, he does a great job and, and it's diverse stuff too right it's not the same stuff that we have so like you 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 put our content together like that's all you need that's, that's you what need. i that's what i tell that's what i tell people too i think we have a really good overlap um, like, like, as you've been mentioning in this podcast, you go over a lot of the route participation, the defensive looks that they get, which we don't do as much of. So I love that. I love having that overlapping content. And then if I, if I may for us to, you know, I also have a fantasy guides podcast. We do kind of like a rapid fire start sit. Um, <clears throat> usually Friday morning, it comes early Friday morning. So the Thursday game, we kind of recap, but we do, I try to, I try to do it in about 30, 35 minutes, but but knowing me, it usually goes longer. <laughs> but um, it's literally just bare, bare bones, kind of quick, quick to the point. We don't get as into it. But if you're looking for like just quick stuff, like obviously listen to everything Frost has to say. And if you want just a little bit more, you know, feel free to check me out over there. Perfect, guys. So like you're already in the podcast app, most likely. So just search fantasy guides. That's two words, Steve. It is two words, correct, sir. Okay. So search fantasy guides. Uh, we'll we'll actually link everything in the description to the podcast um, and also uh, to Steve's Instagram page as well. So take it easy, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow, by the way, with a mailbag episode. Uh, so make sure to tune in for that. I already, if you go on my Instagram, you'll see um, the story that where you can submit your question, um, and then it'll be hopefully answered on tomorrow's show. Okay, so um, and make sure to check that out. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, good luck this week, guys. Good luck tonight. We'll be back. See you later. Bye-bye.